Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Let's go to Hotline and welcome to the show for the first time. I, I met him at the Oddball Comedy Festival last year. Real nice guy. This is Chris Hardwick. Chris, how are you, buddy? Hello. Good morning. First of all, I mean, before I forget, Dave Coulier was in this morning, said to say hello to you and send his love. He loves you. Oh, he's such a sweet guy. I haven't, I haven't seen Dave in so long. And there's like, there's like a, a great comedy convergence on Orlando this weekend. So it's a, it's a, it's a good time for comedy. Absolutely. Uh, Coulier is a good guy. He was the first time we ever met him. And for some reason, I just had this preconceived notion that he would be... Uh, that he would be difficult, that he would just come in here and be a dick. I don't like he didn't want to talk about anything, and then he was oh, totally no, he was the opposite. Yeah, he's nice and and super funny, and you know, I mean, his, his on stage persona is, is squeaky clean. Yeah, but uh, he, he has a wonderfully filthy sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, years ago, when my my life was uh, a little chaotic, I I used to I used to drink all of the alcohol in the world years and years ago. Really. And yes, years ago, this was like early, early to, you know, I, I've been sober for like 12 years, but before that, Saget was, <laughs> Saget and I used to go out and drink a lot. And so I know those guys really well, and they're all so funny. Yeah. I mean, genuinely and, and, and shockingly filthy to people, especially, you know, when they would see like the full house guys uh, making the most inappropriate jokes, it, 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 it kind of altered their perception of what they thought these you know, su- super squeaky uh, uh, dads were, but uh, yeah, it's so- like when you find out Mr. Brady was gay. It's uh, you're like what? And when you find out how filthy Saget is after you spent all those years with those little kids on the show, you're right. like, how could this be possible? Uh, I, I think it's because he spent all those years being a TV dad, and it just. It, it, I think it made them go completely in the other direction, you know, in their personal life. I'm watching video of you right now. I don't even know what this looks like pre-MTV. I don't even know what this is. Singled out. Is it, this isn't singled out, is it? Yeah, that yeah. is. Oh, my God. Uh, look how young you were there. Uh, so give me, the, give me the thing. You host singled out, and then what happens after that? The dark time. That's what I'm saying. Is that where the drinking came in? Yeah, I guess it started around then. And then... Uh, uh, I mean, I didn't really, I didn't really work a lot in between Singled Out, which was '98, up until I did another show called Shipmates in the early 2000s. But, it, but really, there was a period of like nine years between '98 and 2007 where I just didn't really work that much. And do you think that so, at that point, like being in radio, it, it's hard, it's kind of hard to job to keep. So when you're on TV and you're on MTV and you're good looking and your show is popular, and then you're not working, are you like? Uh, this is never going to pick up again. I would just assume it'd be over before you had this huge comeback. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's you know, you just it, because it's really hard to get. It's hard to get a job. Yeah. And uh, the, the MTV job, I just got really lucky, and I got the job like right out of college, and and so I thought, oh, it's really easy to get a job, and then I realized <laughs> it's really hard to get a job. Yeah. And so uh, you know, it wasn't 2007. I just kind of focused, and I. I I kind of thought about well, what do I what do I actually? I never asked myself what do I like. 
what do I want to do? And that's, that's when I, you know, when I started Nerdist and started, and I said, well, at least I'm not going to work. I'm going to create something that at least focuses on things that I like. So at least I'll be happy. So I think that was, uh, that, that, that sort of what happened then. And then that, and then that became the thing that sort of refreshed my career. So I guess the lesson is, is pursue things that you actually like. Sure, uh, and then and then the good stuff will follow. And and uh, that you were ahead of the game on that with Nerdist with the oh, yeah. podcast and all that. I mean, you got in and and it became the model for what other people had to do in order to become successful doing that stuff. I guess so. I, I just think now there's more responsibility for performers to take on all of the. I mean, you you really. I mean, in the old days, you really just kind of had to be a performer, but now you have to be a performer and a marketer. And you got to kind of help manage your own career and create your own stuff, and you know it's it's fun. It's it's you know it's definitely more more challenging, but it's just sort of and you have to be your own social media manager. It's just kind of the way it is now. Yeah, well, uh, it's certainly working for you. Uh, the Talking Dead, I thought was going to be uh, uh, ridiculous. Like, why are we talking about a show that we just watched, and how much more? I mean, eighty percent of it was zombie, but but now I'm like. Oh, I gotta find out what the hell that was all about. Now and I people, have to watch it. And people are dying to get on the show too. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, well, the show's therapy. It's therapy. For <laughs> yeah, it, it really is because when you're done watching a show, you you want to discuss it with people. You want to talk about it with people, and and there's usually nobody there or your wife who can't couldn't care less. And to realize that there's a whole bunch of a whole group of people out there that want to have that same conversation. Do you love, though, the uh, the failure that other shows have trying to have follow-up shows now just like that? Do I love... It's, it's not that I love the failure. I, I don't, but there is, a, there is a kind of a part of me. Just because when the show first started, people were like, this is dumb. How hard is that? That's stupid. Right. I think the show looks... I think the show looks very easy, but it's a live show. And the truth is, it's not... You know, it's easy now because we've done it for, for five years, but but... But when people try it and then it doesn't work, there's a small part of it that's like, ha <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, not so easy, yeah, but pal. It's not, but it's not, that, it's not that I want people to fail, but it, but it is kind of, you know. Yeah. There is a, <clears throat> there is a little devious part of me that's like, ha <laughs> uh, That but, yeah, Sons of Anarchy. It's all about therapy. The Sons of Anarchy one just kept falling apart and falling apart. They couldn't find somebody to host it. They couldn't make it entertaining. And I love that show, but even when they put the top stars on, I'm like, I can't watch this thing. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I don't... Uh, I, I think, uh, and Franjola, who hosted it, is a great guy. I mean, I knew him from Chelsea lately. He wore, he wore it on Chelsea lately. And he's a wonderful guy and really cool and funny. And I think I, I think he just didn't know. There's a certain amount of responsibility that you have because, you know, fans of shows are really passionate now. Yeah. And if they don't like something, they will tell you about it on social media. How much do you, uh, how much do you get to know? About uh about the next season and about the uh the show now. I mean you're 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 synonymous with The Walking Dead now. Well, I I have access to all of it. I mean, uh, you know, I I could watch every episode that's completed now, but I don't. Right. Because uh, I, I don't want to. I, I don't want it spoiled for me, and I don't want to watch. It. I don't. I. It's hard for me to sit with it and not be able to talk about it with anyone. I, I'm a fan of the show too. So if I, you know, imagine if you watched a really amazing episode. And then they were like, but if you tell anyone, we're going to sue you into the Stone Age. <laughs> yeah. And so you can't, I can't talk about it with anybody. And also, our show's live. So if I get ahead, I don't want to accident. I don't want to have to worry about spoiling something, you know, because I read the comics too. And so it's just like, 
sometimes you you forget. Wait, is this did this happen in this episode, or was that in the comics, or oh, the next episode? Oh crap! Yeah, it all runs together. I don't want to blurt something out and then and then upset people because now uh, people treat spoilers the way that they used to get mad at like uh, drug dealers. I mean. It's, <laughs> Crazy! I love it. I get on the air the night that uh, six o'clock the next morning and said, "John Snow is dead." I, I feel like if you're that much of a fan, stay up and watch the goddamn show. <laughs> they did so well. I know. I mean, listen. I, I, I think I, I think you should get a couple of weeks. You know, I try to, but at the same time, I sort of feel like you know your personal viewing habits are not the rest of the world's responsibility. Right. Like if it, if it's so important to you that you're going to get pissed, and it's been weeks. Like, that's on you. Yeah. you it, it really wasn't that important to you. Otherwise, you would have watched it. My alarm goes off at 4.15 in the morning, and I stayed up to the very last second of Mad Men's final, final uh, show. Sure, yeah. I had to see how it was going to. I couldn't wait till the next day. And uh, it, it's painful, but you do what you got to do. We're talking to Chris Hardwick. Chris, uh, in addition to all the other successful things he had, he's doing uh, stand-up comedy. I, that's another thing. I thought here, a lot of times people have some fame and they're like, how can I capitalize and make some money off this fame? And they hire some people to write jokes for them. And then they do a little bit of stand-up and they, uh, and they do that. Not the case for Chris Hardwick. So, so much that you were on the Oddball Comedy Festival last year and everybody has great things to say about you. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. Oh, my God. That Oddball Festival was, that was a dream. Like, that period of, we did so many shows. I think I did, like, 16 of the 20 dates or something. Right. And, and and getting a tour with all these amazing comics that I know, some of them I know better than others, but, you know, just uh, uh, Louie and Marin and Whitney Cummings and, and Hannibal. And I mean, it's like, it, it was such an unbelievable experience and, and really fun. And, you know, and playing amphitheaters, like it was, it was, it was really insane. But comedy is, that's the thing. If you ask me what I do, I go, well, I'm a comedian. I've been doing stand-up forever. Yeah, so it's not. But but a lot of people don't know that because they they see me host a show, and at midnight has helped people understand. But um, now I can't but, yeah, I can't I mean, watch a lot of midnight because I have to get up so early. But <laughs> I, I am very aware of, and we were just talking about this before you got in the air. The the hashtags that have been created oh, yeah. overnight. What a brilliant use of social media for a TV show. Oh yes, but you know that the hashtag game was something that we like. That was something that existed on Twitter since the beginning of right. Twitter, but no one had put it into anything, and so it just felt like, oh well, this is something that people like doing, and it's fun, and it's easy to participate, and I'm uh, I'm a sucker for puns, and so it just it just all sort of worked. But that's another thing too. It's sort of like the eyeball festival. It's like, well, why wouldn't I want to make dick jokes about the internet with a bunch of my friends right. who are all comedians? So it's. Uh, that's been amazing. Chris will be here uh, at the Strauss Center tomorrow night. He's got the Get Fun Comfortable Tour uh, with Chris Hardwick. I have to tell you also, uh, do you have a, a girlfriend or a wife? I have a girlfriend, yeah. Mm. How, have- how, long, <laughs> how long have you been with her? Nine months. Nine oh, months? okay, so you could still break up with her. I mean, I, I would yeah. imagine she's gorgeous. I've seen uh, some other girls that you've dated. Oh, I'm, I'm looking at her now. She's beautiful. The reason why I say that, Chris, not that I'm wishing a relationship ill, uh, is because uh, it, all it took was one tweet from me saying that I was going to have you on the show this week, and the girls have come out of the woodwork wanting to know if you were going to be in the studio, if they could come down here. The girl was tweeting before she wanted to wait outside. And I went to Comic-Con in Tampa uh, this past weekend, 
And I swear to God, as I was walking through, I thought Chris Hardwick can bang most of the girls in this place. Oh, That's yeah. a great position for you to be well, in. I don't know. I don't know about that. But, uh, that's, that's crazy uh, talk. And if you don't know about that, then you don't have a, a, a good friend telling you that you need to start using your powers for evil. You know, I was never, <laughs> I was always such a bad dater. Like, I'm bad at dating, like, just randomly dating people. And I was single during the Oddball Festival. And I, and I, I didn't, I, I don't think, I didn't hook up with anybody. Cause I just, Are you I'm serious? Not, I don't know how to, I never knew how to do it. I always feel awkward and I always feel like, Hey, uh, you know, like, I'm, uh, I don't can, know. Can I tell you why? It all goes back down to my theory. You know why? I can tell you right now, because you don't have a best friend. <laughs> is, that, is that it? Who's your best friend? <laughs> who's my best friend? Yeah, like, who's the, who's the one guy, and it's got to be a guy, that you get up and, like, uh, you'll talk to every day, even if it's nothing conversation. You know, I, I my work schedule's been such that I don't even have that guy anymore. Yep, see, like yeah, my that's... Best, my best, is that what it is? That's what it is because you don't. You look. You're you're very uh, uh, popular right now. You're very famous. You don't want to be the guy to walk out into the crowd and go, "Hi, ladies. I'm Chris Hardwick. I know that you know who I am. We should have sex." You can never do that. You don't want to ruin your reputation. You don't seem like that kind of guy. But if you have that best friend who is that guy, he facilitates those things, and you reap the benefits from it. You should be. You need to have your turtle. Your you need to have your side guy to go out and round it up for you. You are not I'd taking just have an actual turtle. Can I just have an actual? Turtle? <laughs> yeah, just send a turtle out with your name and phone number on its back. Although you yeah. do seem like you'd be like a really nice guy, like uh, like some girl would want you to choke her, and you'd be like, I can't do that. Oh my god, you're so, that is so. Yes, you're absolutely right. If someone said that, I'd be like, I don't. Yeah. Not that you're a pussy or anything, but just you'd be like, I don't want to hurt you. You'd be that kind of guy. You know, I have a great relationship with my mom. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't, like, I'm not, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't have a secret desire to hurt anybody. Right. And and my dad was, you know, my dad, my dad lived in Bradenton. Did we talk about that the last time? No, I didn't know that. My dad, my dad lived, my dad, my dad died in 2013 and he actually in Bradenton and my my brother uh, Eddie is uh, now lives now lives there, and so he's he's coming after the show. Oh, he's and, a, uh, uh, now. How's Eddie? What does he do for a living? Uh, Eddie works for Verizon, and uh, he's the best. He's Perfect. the best. I love him to death. Is he good looking? Is he good looking like you? He's, he's a handsome man. He's a ha- he's a he's a handsome man. Married, very nice wife. Named uh. Linda. Good, good guy. Got yeah, he, family. He's not good then. He can't use him. I will find you a best friend, Chris Hardwick. <laughs> he's of no use to your plan. He's of no. <laughs> he is not going to help facilitate your evil needs. I would love, man. I wish you lived around here. I would turn you into a bad guy in less than a year. Well, you know, not I'll, bad, not bad, but I would, sure. I would sharpen you up a little. Like I, like I bet you, when Chris Hardwick goes to the store and gives them five dollars and they give him back the wrong change, he just goes, ah, it's okay, and he and he keeps it. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. Right? Like, I'm I'm so... I don't even think I could choke a fleshlight. Like, I... <laughs> <laughs> I bet you've paid for the people behind you Starbucks before. I have. See? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that is so funny. Well, it's good to know you are a genuine nice guy. But ladies... I, but it's boring. Can I tell you it's boring? Yeah. So, like, these, 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 these ladies that you say are all, for some reason, oh uh, on the free table. Like, I'm not... I, I, I'm bore, I'm very boring. You know, my girlfriend and I, we stay home a lot. And we, we watch a lot of horror movies, and I'm very, uh, you know, I don't like to really go out, and I'm not super 
party social. Oh, so yeah, you don't even need that. Really you, we don't look. You get to a certain age where you don't want to go out and be club guy anymore. But if you like, all I kept thinking was, I'm not particularly attracted to to some of these girls at Comic Con. They're slightly overweight and they have tubes in their hair and green socks. Oh no, no! Yes, that's a terrible thing to say. Right, but I would totally. I would totally want to bang two at a time. I'll take the green one and the pink one, and that's <laughs> what you should have one at least a couple of those experiences in your life. Well, the Comic Con community is is an amazing community to be a part of because uh, it's it was something that when I was growing up, you you couldn't really be you couldn't really nerds were not cool. No, because people were very judgy, and they still are. And and uh, but it, but it. The Comic Con is basically like a giant safe zone for people, and so it's uh, it's nice to, you know, it, it basically says like, hey, we don't have to, we don't kind of, we don't have to hide the stuff that we like anymore. You no, know? I, you're know? right. It's like when you, it's like when you find that one club uh, in inside, like you have dance club, dance club, bar, and then there's that one club down the alley that the weird kids are always coming out of. That was their safe haven. That's kind of what Comic Con is for those people, and I'm glad that they have that. But I'm just saying, you would be the king of Comic-Con. It's you can... safe until Chris Hardwick comes in and starts banging everyone. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you're saying. <laughs> you... Oh, my gosh. I just, I, I, I you know, I, I couldn't. I feel, so, I, I'm, so, it's so weird, too. Oh, my too. God. So I wish you lived here. I've disappointed, I've disappointed more people by telling them, like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't have sex with anyone who was unsingled out, ever. Oh, oh. I would be like, okay, only one winner, lots of losers, ladies, time to... <laughs> you know, I, 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 I guess it depends on how you define loser. Uh, <laughs> consolation oh prize. But it, but it never, like, I, I, I feel like if a guy who was more adept and who was more compelled to, like, you know, be inside everybody, if he, uh, if he were to hear that, would be so disappointed and be like, why did Hardwick get to do that? Like, uh, Yeah, really... but there's a, uh, hold on, I just thought of a new contest. Galvin, write down real quick. Hold on, uh, give me a pen or I'm going to write it down. Uh, two, two numbers. How many girls has Chris Hardwick dated in the last 10 years? In the okay. last 10 years? The last 10 years. <laughs> okay. In the last and then, 10 years? Yeah, don't say, okay. yeah, don't yet, yeah, we're guessing. And then uh, underneath that, how old are you now, Chris? Uh, 43. Okay, so we're the same age. How many women he's had sex with? Mm. All right. We don't have our numbers. Let me know when you're ready. All right. Uh, how many women have you dated in the last 10 years? Um, 10 years to this day, three. I got three. I had six. I had four. <laughs> I had three. I got three right on the top. I, had a, I was in a seven-year relationship, immediately went into a three-year relationship, and then nine months ago, uh, Lydia and I started dating. So it's been three in the last ten years. All right. And now. the other number, the other number, I don't. I mean, you know, there there, there was a dark. Like I said, there was a drunken dark period. Oh, that's so true. I didn't I, take that into consideration. So guesstimate. Yeah, so all right, give us a guesstimate. I honestly, you know, I know this sounds crazy. I honestly don't know, and it's not. I don't know because the number is so high. Right. But I don't know because I haven't. Thought about it in so long. Give me an under over. Give me say more, more than this, but less than this. I I honestly I honestly couldn't even tell you. I, I'm I don't know. I'm going to tell I you. I don't know. I'm going to tell you that I I feel now after having this conversation, my number was low. Uh, I forgot about the dark period. I said nine. The dark period. The dark period. No, 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 no. It's 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 more than that. For I sure. said twenty four. It that's probably closer because I mean I was. In that in that period, you know, there were there were there were some bar hookups, you know, there were some 
But that was like, that was in the 1900s. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, this is, I'll tell you what, man. I, I'm leaving to go out of town uh, right after the show today. Or I would love to come. I would love to come and sit down and try to immediately make you a bad guy. I well, listen. Ask <laughs> you your, do it. I have the, my girlfriend is so amazing. There's no. And can I tell you that when you're young, you're. I don't know if you guys are like this, but when I was young, I was attracted to drama. You know, I think you sort of think when you're young that you meet someone who's a little chaotic, and you're like, oh, drama equals passion. Right. As you start to get older, you're like. Drama equals not fun, and yeah. so I, I like I've this is I've dated this is the first person I've dated that's completely drama free, and she's amazing. And I promise, no amount of road tail would ever be worth trading that in for just like a nice, sweet, wonderful. Mm-hmm. I'm not against it. I think so. if you're happy, that's good for you. But the, when you, if anything does happen, and you feel like you have to cry, you should call me first. I, will. I should. I should immediately go to Tampa. Like that's my first. You can. I don't even care if you call your brother and you go. What's that guy's name from Tampa? I'm gonna go over there and he'll hook you up and we'll be fine together. Are you gonna be like the? Are you gonna be like the uh, the Avis of vaginas? <laughs> Uh, yeah. No, I don't know if I, I don't know if I necessarily put it that way. But uh, oh, gold circle. Yeah, <laughs> I will be there for you in your time of need when you were like that guy was right, man. I need to start banging them two at a time, or at least entertaining the uh, the idea. Uh, I I will listen. I will. Uh, I I don't think that will ever come to fruition, but I appreciate the offer and at least. It's comforting to know that it's out there. Yeah. Florida. Dude, uh, it's great to have you on the show today. Go see Chris Hardwick. He will be at uh, his Get Fun Comfortable is going to be at the Strauss Center tomorrow night. You can go to strasscenter.org to get information and get tickets. And I wish I was in town. I'd love to come see you, buddy. And I hope you have a great show and uh, and continued success. Great. Thanks, man. Thanks. Thanks All right. Travels. Take it easy, Chris. There you go. I like that guy. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.